Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eli Craner is with us in studio today, which is pretty cool. We've had him on the phone some. And did you come in last time with Wes? No. You guys no, did that on the phone, phone too? It was phone. And I appreciate you making the trip down and see. Are you in Russellville still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you, my man. Um, Ozark Dogs is the new book. We've been talking about this for a while. We knew it was in the works. Don't Know Tough was the book we talked about last time, which was critically acclaimed, and you're getting, I'm sure, a lot of good feedback on Ozark Dogs as well. I made it through 120 pages last night before I uh, I just had to doze off. It's not because the book was boring. <laughs> I couldn't put it down, but I'm like, 4.30's coming real early. i got to go to sleep. Yeah. And so I will tell you this, true story. You can I'll write this on your uh, next next we, cover. We blurb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I turned off the national championship hey. game to read your book. Yeah, okay, that, that's big. Because I was reading it during the game, and I found it way more compelling than that game was for yeah. most of the night. So UConn just juggernaut. Too good. Status, yeah. Too good. Well, you're becoming a juggernaut yourself. Yeah. Um, you're making it look kind of easy. You're kind of ruining it for other authors in the future, my man. Uh, well, that's what I was just telling Wes. Is I had this. Both of these books were done when the first one came. You know, so they talk about like sophomore slump or whatever for authors and. I, I think musicians, everybody, you work all these years, you know, on the first one, it comes out and then, oh, eight months later, we need the next thing. And so I don't know if it was the old coach or quarterback football mentality, but even before people were asking for things, you know, I would I'd just write one. I'd send it off. You have to send what's called query letters off to the agents and stuff. I'd get it all sent off and then I just start the next one. So okay. that's really helped, you know, get these because. This this time last year was Don't Know Tough, so it's just right at about the same a year. How long could you milk your uh, publicist um, for? Because I always think, like, if I was an author and I had a really good book of books, oh, I'm working on it, man. I really am <laughs> Keep sending me those advances, baby. I'm good. I know, man. I'm so much of, like, a hustler. You know, I'm one telling them because it's kind of one of those things. I mean, you finally get an audience. You finally get some of this stuff going, <clears throat> and I, I think it snowballs, you know, and that's kind of – that's something that I have. I do have a little bit of a backlist, you know, of books that, that I can kind of stay ahead of the game. Okay. So you get your foot in the door and you keep keep coming, hopefully. Where do your ideas come from generally? Man, that's a good question. I actually in my pocket here, I'll have I'll take it out. I got I have a little black book. Um so literally That I is mean, a little black it, book. It is a little black book. I've got a, hundreds of these and everywhere I go, everything I do, um, I'm just looking for stuff. You know, I'm looking for names. Um, this book has all sorts of crazy names in it. Uh, Evel Ledford, Rudnick Ledford, Belladonna, Jeremiah, Joanna Fitzgeralds. I mean, these are all names that I've seen. The Fitzgeralds, it's spelt really funny in there. And I saw it on one of those land auction commercials, you know, the, the land, land, land things that we see around the state. So it's stuff like that, man. I mean, all of it. And then the idea, I mean, making it into a book is just a matter of sitting down and making it happen, you know, sitting down and working to get it into a book. When uh, you have a book like this, and again, I haven't gotten all the way through. It's just starting to come to a head. You did it. I mean, I've kind of gotten through 120 pages, which is basically the setup to the story. And you know that there's this backstory of these two families that hate each other, and you don't really know the full depth of it yet. I'm assuming it's coming. Don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. But um, but uh, do you ever get people who are like, hey, man, come on. Now. We know that's based on my family. Well, like my first book, Don't Know Tough, you know, it was all high school football in Arkansas, and I'd coached for five years. Um, and so a good metaphor that I always use for this is, like, my setting. So, like, the first book is set in Denton, Arkansas, a mm. fictional town. This one's set in Taggart, Arkansas. Um, the Denton Pirates and the Taggart Bulldogs, because there's a football scene in Ozark Dogs as well. Um, 
But the metaphor here is that those are fictional places. But I use real names, like Gumlog, Arkansas, pops up in Ozark Dogs. And that's where my in-laws live, right outside of Russellville. Um, so you find, A, the names are too good not to use, like the real Arkansas pieces. But you just have to create that distance. I mean, these are novels. These are made-up stories with, you know, Vietnam War veteran snipers and, you know, all mm-hmm. sorts of drug cartels and things that are going on there. So it's it's that sort of stuff. But there's pieces, you know, that make into this tapestry to become a story. Do you write every day? I do, man. So I'm trying to work my I wrote this big column. I do a column for the Democrat Gazette about I'd found this book by this guy named Joseph Heschel called The Sabbath. And it was all about like really taking a day off, you know, like really forcing yourself mm-hmm. to like unplug and and this was before there was anything to unplug that he wrote this. But <laughs> but I wrote this thing. I like put it out there, you know, that I'm going to stop. And I just can't. I mean, I, don't, I write at five. I get up at five. We live out on Lake Dardanelle. Um, and so it's really a cool way. I'm down in my basement. It's dark. I'm just sure just like you guys, you know, here. But I start and I write from five to seven. I have two kids. Um, and so I have to do that before emails start coming in, before their little feet usually it's their little feet that you know up above me dum bum bum you know run that that marks the end of the writing that actual creative stuff do you roll out of bed and write or do you, you get a cup of coffee i get a cup of coffee okay. yeah i get a cup of Makes coffee feel better. and i have big noise canceling headphones and i've listened I've, so i've been six years of doing this and i usually get about a thousand words so that's about five pages you know and that's that's when i'm working on a, a full draft but there's always something a column or, or other things you know, i could be writing um, but I've listened to the same album going on six years. And it, anybody want to guess? Was what? this? I think we talked this last time. Was it Miles Davis? That's it. Kind yeah. of blue. Kind of blue. Which yeah. It's a great album for yeah. sure. I don't know if I could be creative while listening to music though. That would be tough. It's yeah. Well, do that. I can't do lyrics. So lyric, if it's words, I can't do it. But I think what that album has become is it's like that meditative. You know, like that. Like if you're meditating, you got the little ding. You know, that like puts your mind in time to start. Mm-hmm. That music has kind of become like. Okay, this is my... Because writing is a routine. Right. Do you ever get on a roll so much that you're like, honey, could you please take the kids uh, to school today? I really am... <laughs> I'm on a great track right now. Yeah, so my wife gets all the props. Because like this, I've been in Oxford uh, Thursday, Friday, Jackson Saturday, Memphis yesterday, and now I'm back here. And this is really... The book came out today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be going everywhere from... I'll be in Northwest Arkansas Thursday and Friday, Little Rock at Wordsworth Books Saturday, and then it's off to, like, Virginia, Baltimore, New York, Miami, and St. Petersburg, Florida, all wow. in the month of April. Promoting so, both books or just this one? Just this. It's for this one's release. Um, but, but so I say that to say my wife, she gets all the, the, all the, the credit because she, and back to your question, she has what she calls banana mode. So banana mode usually comes at the very end of a book, right as I'm getting because it's like for me this is how I always do a workout or anything you know is it takes some time to kind of get myself into it if I'm I, I, we, I swim a lot out on the lake you know but always by the end when I can see that the, the, the finish line I just sprint you know or I go all out and it's mm-hmm. the same way in a book you kind of scrape and claw and you don't really know what's going on and you're writing and you're, but then when there comes this moment where I can finally see how I think it's going to end and when that happens, yeah, the thousand words go out the window. What? So she says ahead. banana mode because she says it's just like she needs to 
throw me a banana. You know, like she just closes the door, <laughs> throw me a banana, like gotcha. just leave him in there in his cage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're going bananas and she's throwing you bananas. That's it. So I'm curious about the process. Do you framework it? Do you kind of do an outline? Do you write some of the dialogue separately from the story and then piece it in? How do you how do you go about it? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's really it's different for every book. So I do this column called Shop Talk, and it's on this website. It's a big website for crime reader people. And it came from my football background. Like, you know, if when I was a coach, if somebody's running a great kickoff coverage, I'd call that coach, I'd talk shop. How are you, how are you running your kickoff coverage? So I wanted to do this with authors. Little did I know that it became, like it was the best thing I ever did because I got to meet all the people in the industry, like mm-hmm. a year before my book came out. Um, so that has been awesome, but it's also taught me so much. And what I've really learned with everybody is every book's different. So like Ozark Dogs, I, I did, I outlined it. It's the only book I've ever outlined. What I generally do is I'll spend about a month with one of those big, like 14 inch yellow legal pads and just like brainstorm, like just kind of start figuring out. And then I'm not trying to get a, an outline or, or a plot. I'm just trying to figure out where it is, who it is. And then I write, when I start writing the story, I write by hand. Um, I've got like unlined yellow legal pads. So like there are no blue lines, no nothing on them. And I think that's from Bradbury, like Bradbury and Fahrenheit 451. Ray Bradbury had this epigraph that was like, if they give you lined paper, you know, turn it sideways, you know, and write again. So the no lines keeps me free. And that's that's where I do in that early morning time is just write from there throughout the day. I fill it all in on the computer, like transcribe it. And then here's the secret sauce. At night, once the kids go down, I've got about five pages, about a thousand words. I've been kind of messing with it all day. I call my mom and I read her those five pages out out loud over the phone. Mm. And what that does, man, is my mom has never read or heard me read anything that's not the best thing in the whole world. So I go to bed thinking I'm a rock star, and when 5 a.m. rolls around, I, I carry that same energy. I like that. That, mm-hmm. that would be good for your confidence. Yeah, nothing like mom to, to get you feeling good. It is not the most efficient way to do it by any stretch of the imagination. No. It never occurred to you to just type it in the first time and no, not write it out? I, well, and that's I do. So it, it, a lot of times if I know what's going to happen, like let's say I've gotten to one of those banana mode stages and I really know where I'm going, then I'll hit it. You know, Dialogue is also good to use on a typewriter or on on keying it in because it's faster the voices are back and forth Mm -hmm. but if if i need to just kind of feel where it's going or slow down that's where i go to the pen and the pad you know and obviously this is the the mark of a good writer but i'm reading your story last night and i can really envision it like i could really see it in my mind and that's not always the case with some stories i read like i you know i've read a lot of different kinds of books and i don't read a ton of fiction but you could really see this one and i was like this would be great on a screen have you ever considered that? Is it something you'd like to see or is that something you're not interested in? Have you been approached about any of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of those deals, I guess, at this point where I can't say too much. You know, I've always wanted to say that. And literally just in the last couple of days, we've had uh, a, a deal talking where I can't say too much. Okay. But, but yeah, I'm excited. I think maybe there'll be a chance for that. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Are you at the point where you could quit right now? <laughs> I mean, you got to keep you got to keep writing. No, I'm supporting. still a teacher, man. No, I'm a teacher. I teach with Virtual Arkansas to the juvenile correctional facilities here in Arkansas. Wow. So I do that virtually from home, which has been really great for doing this other stuff. And they've been this is my first year doing that. So when the book came out, I made the transition over here. And it's through DYS and Virtual Arkansas. Hmm. 
and they have been amazing. So props to VA if you're listening for letting me be here and letting yeah. me be out doing all this stuff. Um, but no, man, and my wife, I don't think like this sort of stuff, art is so subjective and it's not secure. You know, like two years from now, it could all be gone. She won't never let me. She won't never let me. <laughs> teacher retirement and, you know, uh, insurance. She won't never let me quit, I don't think. We're talking to Eli Craner for just tuning in. The book is Ozark Dogs and uh, Don't Know Tough was his previous book that we talked about when he was on here the last time. And I'm going to ask you about the column thing, too. Yeah. Um, what what muscle does that flex that maybe you don't get writing novels? Where it started was our local paper in Russellville, The Courier. And there was about five years. So when I got done coaching, I had that saying it was I had done 20 straight football seasons. So from like third grade until I was 29. So like nine to 29. And it's what all athletes feel when they first get out. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I going to do? I had just got a little extra time at it because I was coaching. And I was an English literature major at Washtenaw Baptist, and I just turned back to writing. I was like, well, could I maybe write books? And so that's how I filled, you know, all of that time was was going back down and, and trying to write. How did you get into getting an agent, a publisher, all those kinds of things? How did you get started in that and then... Did you have any anticipation that your first book would be so successful? No. I, the only person I knew in the whole thing is a guy by the name of Ace Atkins. So sports talk here. Ace Atkins played DN for Auburn. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated back with, like, Danny Warfel. He was the guy, like, for Auburn that sacked Danny Warfel, you know, like in the swamp, I think. But Ace, is a he's a crime novelist. Um, he's got a series kind of like walking tall like in mississippi it's called the quinn colson novels and ace is a new york times bestseller so he was my in when it came to like how to do all this stuff but it took me about five years so it took me like five years worth of you write the whole book and then you boil it down to like 200 word email and you send it off to these people you don't know in new york and they either say oh yeah let me see the first 15 pages you know and then if they like that, and that was a five-year process. Man. So it's a lot longer. It's a lot shorter. It's, it's all subjective, you know, but it seemed like a long time. And this was the question I didn't answer earlier, which was the column stuff. Um, so in those dark days of five years of thinking, like just reading aloud to my mom every night, you know, <laughs> and my wife reading the book, uh, I wanted somebody to read what I was writing. So I hit up uh, the local paper, and they let me have a column. So that's where, and it was a weekly column. And so that was nice, you know, to start building a readership. Mm-hmm. And then when Don't Know Tough came out, we went from the local paper to the Democrat and kind of the same. It's called gotcha. Where where I'm Writing From. Yeah. yeah. No, I've enjoyed that, too. Are you better than the stuff you're writing now? Is it better than this stuff yeah, because of the experience? I think so. I do. I mean, I think that every book, you, I hope, gets better and better. And it's just different, you know. I mean, each one has its own kind of little little vibe and that's what i always want to do you know some authors do it well they get in a little groove they do what they do well and they just repeat it over and over again i'd like to keep kind of stretching and see see where i could take it um do you have local signings to talk about um don't tell me if you do but just tell me yes i do or don't yes i do okay let's talk about those on the other side deal okay we need something for the final segment so we'll do that eli craner's with us we'll talk to him out of the break and we'll wrap up the show and hand it off to out of bounds stay with us you guys met off the air we were talking about book signings eli you got some in northwest and then one here this weekend yeah so tonight i'll actually weather permitting um in russellville in the hometown arkansas tech university is like the launch day deal so that's at six o'clock at the arkansas tech library okay so thursday it's at 
Pearl's books at six o'clock in Fayetteville. And then Friday, Two Friends books, that's at seven o'clock in Bentonville. Saturday, it's here at Wordsworth at 4 p.m. with Philip Martin. Got a Q&A with Philip. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, the book is Ozark Dogs. Eli Croner's our guest in studio. Are you doing Q&As or at least some kind of author speak yeah, at each of these? Yeah, it's, oh man, so you write this whole book, right? 300 pages, whatever, and then, I don't know, it is, it's hard, like, to to try and talk about it, you know, without without giving too much away and doing, but I do, I say something, I've got a little part that I read. What's your 30-second spiel on, how would you, yeah, John is like, what's nah, about? Nah, yeah, I have no idea what it is, Tell I would me. just say Google it, you okay. know, like, that's that's my go-to, because I hate trying to, to pitch it, it's not. It's not. They said something about Hatfield and McCoy. That's what I said. Yeah, I feel that's a good, you know. I went Montague Capulet's even. I was going, I'm I'm comparing it to Shakespeare. There is a star-crossed lover aspect. I don't know if you've quite got to there yet at 100 page 120, but there's some star-crossed lover. I got into lover. I didn't know about star-crossed yet. (laughs) Ozark Dog's a gripping family drama that mixes murder and mistaken identity and hidden secrets. Each revelation shocked me more than the last. I simply could not put it down, says Brendan Slocum. And if Brendan Slocum was reading this at 10 o'clock at night and had to get it before 30, he would have put it down. But that's the only reason why you would, because it is a very compelling read, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, Those of you who read, John's like, are there pictures? Well, and if you don't Hopefully read, if you don't read, there's audio books. And for Don't Know Tough and Ozark Dogs, I got to record the audio myself. I got to do... So we hear it like your mom does. Yeah, that's right. How so cool for all, us. Those, all those practice sessions with Mama... <laughs> Uh, have led to audiobooks. So, yeah. You remember the character um, in Misery where he always finished it off with a bottle of Dom Perignon? Do you have something that's a go-to, like a reward for yourself if you win, like a big steak or something like that? Man, I, no, I don't. I don't really have. I was in Memphis banana? last night. No, I, I, no, no, I get to eat my banana when it's all done. But no, I was in Memphis, and a guy there gifted me with this big old like Memphis cigar. So I'm thinking tonight, once it's all yeah. over, I might. Okay. Partake. Yeah. All right. hmm. I don't know if you drink adult beverage. I'll have a port for you if you don't, and you can, you. you can smoke your cigar. Cheers.